Today on the Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to continue our NBA draft preview profile on all of these amazing prospects, all that and more coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show... We have another 2021 NBA draft profile giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's prospect brought to you by Michelob Ultra is Keon Johnson out of the University of Tennessee. One of my personal favorites in this draft. And of course, this is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it. If you enjoy it. So stay tuned for our Michelob Ultra Prospect of the Week coming up later on in this episode. Let's start now talking about Keon Johnson. If you're new to the draft profile, it's only the second episode, so you're not too far behind. Go back and listen to yesterday's show. We broke down Cade Cunningham. What we're going to do here is just go through roughly 65 to 73 NBA draft prospects going over their strengths, their weaknesses, their measurables, where they're from, where they're at on big boards, how likely the Thunder will take them, why the Thunder wouldn't take them or would take them, how they would fit with the Thunder long-term, and what it would mean for this franchise moving forward. So diving into everything about these prospects, let me know how you feel about these prospects on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Stiles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Today's prospect, Keon Johnson, is 6'5", 186 pounds. is a wingspan listed at 6'8". He'll be 19 years old on draft day. He's from the University of Tennessee, and he's an extremely, extremely athletic player who's very raw. Did not really start playing organized basketball until high school, you know, really taking it very seriously. Uh, incredible offensive potential. I mean, he could be a go-to score in this league. He, he can be a top scorer in this league if he puts it all together. For a guy this raw at this age, that's a big if. You know, We haven't really seen him do it too much on a high level. Again, not having the experience of playing in the AAU circuits for his whole life and things like that. But only really taking it seriously in high school. And he's already shot up these draft boards that we're going to get to in a second. His big strength is that athleticism. He can dominate a game with how explosive he is, with how fast he is. He can blow by almost any defender at any level. He's that type of athlete. And despite being a great player in his own right and a player who I have number six on my big board, he still does hustle plays. He still does the dirty work that you don't often see whenever you have guys uh, of his skill set and of his talent level. Uh, So he still loves to just compete and use that athleticism and use uh, the the effort level that he's given, that motor 
that he's given. I think that with NBA training staffs, with NBA coaches, that his body will really fill into a nice NBA body, really strong and allowing him to attack the rim and finish through contact. And if you can have a guy like Keon Johnson, if you can have him build up that body and build up that muscle and definition to be able to attack the rim and finish through contact while also being able to blow by guards at the perimeter level, there's almost no stopping that force of nature inside. And it allows him to have uh, a few ways to just go get a bucket no matter what's happening around him. And that really helps an offense. Pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, you know, It's just being able to automatically have a go-to option of just driving to the lane and driving to the rim with his size, speed, athleticism is a big deal. And most importantly, while he did not shoot that great in college, there is still a lot of hope about his shot. I do not think that the form itself is broken. He shot 70% from the line in college, which you know if you've listened to the show before, you know I love free throw percentages over three-point percentages in college as, as, as far as how is it indicative of how they can play from beyond the arc. This is a guy that can shoot uh, and that will be a willing shooter. And I think that he's going to be very streaky, hot, and cold his first few years in this league. But there is hope and optimism that eventually he can be a serviceable, if not better than serviceable, three-point shooter at this level. He also plays very well off ball. And that's what you have to love about his fit in Oklahoma City, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. The other just huge strength of his game is his defense. He is an elite on-ball defender in this class and also plays the passing lanes very well, making him a solid off-ball defender. You have to balance whenever he gambles versus whenever he just stays home and plays his man. But he has that IQ, he has that awareness and quick hands to be able to jump the passing lanes, to be able to be a great defender in the NBA. You love to see all that he does well, and and, and that's why, for me, he's the clear-cut number six player. To me, if you miss out on the top five, which the top five, you can talk yourself into all five of them being franchise-changing players. And really, it's easy to do that. I think that the next player, beyond that consensus top five of Cade, of Kaminga, of Green, of Suggs, of Mobley, beyond those five guys, the next person I would bet on, the the next best odds I'd give on who can be a franchise-altering player is Keon Johnson because of all that we just talked about. So one of the big weaknesses about Keon Johnson is I worry about the measurables, and we'll see if they're legit or not at the Combine, but being 6'5 and only having a 6'8 wingspan does not really bode well uh, in terms of as teams start evaluating the measurables, we'll see again at the combine whenever we get more official numbers than what we have right this second. Uh, but he needs to improve his ball handling to truly maximize his offense because, again, with his frame, with his size, with his speed, with his explosiveness, he can get to the rim. The problem is getting to the rim with the basketball in his hands. He's got to be able to get better when handling the ball and figuring out dribble moves that he can utilize to help him get around defenders whenever his speed simply will not do the trick on its own. So ball handling will be a big deal for him moving forward, I think even more than the shooting. I think that with his shooting as it is right this second, he's a streaky shooter that can one night catch fire, one night be irrelevant from beyond the arc. I think that if you would have one trait or the other to maximize for him, it would be ball handling because I think that he can be an elite finisher at the rim and an elite attacker to the rim. I do not think that if you maximized his shooting, that that could be elite. I think if you maximize ball handling, that gives you an elite trait. You maximize shooting, it does not. It gives you an above average trait. So that's where I would focus primarily on developing 
Keon Johnson is with that ball handling ability because he's already a streaky shooter that could do it and could not do it uh, on any given night. I think that in college, you saw that he had to overdo it a bit at Tennessee in Rick Barnes' system, you know, driving a bit too much into the trees, which forced him to turn the ball over, which first forced him to not have uh, a quality look at the rim and miss shots at the rim. I think that that subsides as you get to the NBA game. I give most of these college players the benefit of the doubt in that capacity because the college game is so dumb in terms of the on the floor product, right? You have no spacing, you have lesser than teammates. So defenses can really play zones. You can play man to man and they can double you. They can really focus on you specifically if you're a top prospect of the Keon Johnson and these other players are. So I think that with college, it's hard to take into account what other turnover numbers going to be. We talked about Cade Cunningham yesterday and he has some like extraordinarily high turnover numbers, but all of the turnovers were pretty explainable uh, just due to the NBA, due to the college game and the circumstances around that, more so than fearing that they're going to linger into the NBA. So I think that with Keon Johnson, same case scenario here. He kind of just overdid it at Tennessee, went into the trees too much, tried to do too much, tried to put the team on his back too much with it whenever it was just him and Jaden Springer and a few other quality guys who only one grades out beyond those two as draftable. So you can kind of see the talent on that Tennessee team for me. But all in all, that's the strengths and weaknesses. Now, coming up, we're going to talk about his availability, where he's at in mock drafts and on big boards and on my big board. We're going to talk about the ceiling and the floor for Keon Johnson NBA comps and what his fit might be with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But right now, I want to tell you about your friends over at Michelob Ultra because Michelob Ultra is incredible. It is truly amazing. You will have so much joy, happiness, and enjoyment when you're diving into a case of Michelob Ultra responsibly. It's incredible. I love it. It's the only beer that I drink honestly and truthfully with all of you. And it's the way that I've been able to enjoy the postseason a lot more at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Joy creates success. And the prospect of the week that could create a lot of success for the Oklahoma City Thunder is Cade Cunningham. Week number one, prospect number one. We went over his entire profile yesterday, but Cade Cunningham would truly change the fortunes of any franchise, including yours truly in Oklahoma City, if that team is lucky enough to draft him. He's a do-it-all Swiss Army knife that can truly and will honestly withstand the draft process without any flaws detected, without any splitting of the hairs, without any overthinking. You cannot overthink Cade Cunningham at 1-1, and that's such a rare find. Again, Luka Doncic, one of the best players in the NBA right now, at only 22 years old, he was picked apart. He was passed over. He was overthought. That's not going to happen to Cade Cunningham. That's how good Cade Cunningham is. And, and that's saying a lot, specifically in this draft class, where I think two through five are subjective. If you had Kaminga at five, I would not call you insane. I don't agree. You know my top five. You know my top 30 on this podcast. I wouldn't agree, but it wouldn't be crazy. Like That's how deep this draft is, how good the top of this draft is. And for Cade to be a 1-1 without question is a big deal because we saw Luca overthought with Trey Young, with Marvin Bagley, uh, with Jaron Jackson Jr., with DeAndre Ayton. I, we saw it with, with Luca. That will not be the case with Cade Cunningham. That's why he's a prospect of the week for week number one. The Michelob Ultra prospect of the week. Check them out. Drink responsibly. Again, it, Michelob Ultra is so amazing. It, it goes down smooth. It's the best tasting beer on the market. Try them out today. Michelob Ultra. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And Michelob Ultra brings me a ton of joy, happiness, and enjoyment.
We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. Again, check out Michael Botra for the road to the finals, and they'll help you enjoy the postseason a lot more whenever you're drinking a Michael Botra. I do it whenever I cozy on up and watch a few postseason games every single night. Back to Keon Johnson, though. So the big question after laying out his pros and cons and his strengths and weaknesses, where is he going in mock drafts? What's his availability looking like for this upcoming draft? Well, a lot more all over the place than, than Cade Cunningham, but still in the same room, right? Cade Cunningham was ones across the board. There was not a single one we looked at that didn't have Cade number one. This, for Keon Johnson, is going to be all over the place, but in the same range, and the same kind of grouping here. So for the ringer, he's number six. For ESPN, he's number six. For me, he's number six. And for DraftNet and NBC, he's number six. For The Athletic, he's number seven. For Bleacher Report and for Tankathon, he's number eight. And for CBS, he's number nine on their top players available. So all in that same realm, again, you know that I have him at six. I cannot begrudge anyone who has him at, at like seven, but I think that eight and nine is too far of a drop for me because, again, if I had to bet money on who outside of the consensus top five was going to be a franchise changer, I'd bet it on Keon Johnson. So I just have a lot of faith in this guy specifically. The, the ceiling for him is to be an elite scorer that can carry an offense and that can be the second best player or even the first best player on a competitive level, on a championship level. I think he's more so number two than number one, but that elite scoring trait and being a league leader in scoring, like he has that kind of ability uh, for a ceiling. Now for his floor, it's still not crazy. Like it's not crazy low. I think that for his floor, with his mentality, with his effort, his motor, his hustle, that for his floor, you're going to get a locked-in defender who can truly do the dirty work and truly be elite defensively in the passing lanes and in man-to-man matchups, which is primarily, almost exclusively, what they run in the NBA. So that's a great trait to have. And then offensively, even if he never progresses at all, if he never fills into this raw potential, he can get you 14 per game. I mean, I think they'll get you 14 per game out to shoot. I think that if given the opportunity, if given the usage, that that's what he can be at the next level. If he hit his floor, which is a pretty safe floor, you know, a 14-point-per-game score that can play lockdown defense, a pretty safe floor whenever you're picking 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, right? NBA comps, I think that for the ceiling would be Donovan Mitchell, uh, for the type of high he can be, and then Gary Harris for the type of low that he can be, and he'll probably finish somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. So we'll see how he progresses throughout his career. And the fact that he is so raw is one of the big kind of knocks on him. And look, he fell to six, right? It's going to be very hard for anyone to crack into that top five entering this season, and nobody did. And the top five has not really wavered much. It's been the same names, Cade, Kaminga, Mobley, Suggs, Green. The fact that he didn't crack in that top five is no slight on him, but the reason why and what's been kind of used against him is his raw ability. Because when someone is so raw, the what-ifs continue to grow, right? The what-ifs of can he do this, can he do that, continue to be so astronomical uh, that it feels impossible in certain viewpoints, right? With a guy like Ken Johnson, you have to either be pessimistic or optimistic, with a guy like Kate Cunningham, there's no other way to look at that besides he's going to be great, right? And with, with Jalen Green, it's so easy to see how he can be successful. Same with the other five guys. With Keon Johnson, when you look at a guy right now who's going to rely heavily on that athleticism and can't really shoot that well at the moment, you can easily be pessimistic in saying, well, 
everyone's an athlete in the NBA. Everyone's athletic in the NBA. Everyone's explosive in the NBA. You can easily go down that path, and that's why you don't see him climb higher than six. But again, he has so much ability that if you put him in the right situation, you put him with the right coaching staff, which the Thunder would be, by the way, uh, that, that I have no real, real worries or concerns that he won't reach close to that ceiling, if not reach that ceiling. Let's move into how he fits with the Thunder. His future role in the NBA is an NBA starter because of that defense, because of that explosiveness. I think especially if he can figure out a way to knock down corner threes efficiently, then he can truly be a, a mainstay starter, but I already have him great at that at least. Rotational fit for next year with the Thunder, if he was drafted, probably a sixth or seventh man. He's not going to be one of these prospects that command starting, right? You can't you can't bench Kid Cunningham, but you could bench and, and, and ease in, I should say, uh, Keon Johnson off the pine. So probably a sixth, seventh man next year, at least, to, at least to start the year and see how he progresses throughout the remainder of next season. The roster fit in general, like again, not next year, but just going big picture here. I think the roster fit with the core on this team is a good one. I think that he can play very well next to Dort because of the positionless nature of the NBA, because of the positionless nature of what Mark wants to do moving forward. And I think that having him and Dort on the same team could make for a great defensive unit. And again, the NBA is positionless. So like on offense, it's going to be, you know, SGA one and Keon two and Dort three on defense. It'll, it won't be that way. You're going to have to pick your matchups. And already we're seeing Lou Dort pick up threes if they're the best option uh, and the go-to option for their team and the best scoring option, I should say, for Lou Dort. You just can pick that assignment no matter what position they play, even at his frame. But if you had to, SGA's lengthy. He can, he can pick up a three and you can move, slide up, you know, defensively, Keon and Lou Dort. So I, I don't have any concerns with the roster fit. I love the way that Keon can play off ball offensively and allow SGA to play that comfortable role of point guard because while you do not want to factor in position in drafting Jesse up for the Thunder, they're not at that stage yet. The Thunder is still in that stage of drafting the best player available. You do want to factor in SGA because SGA can be a special talent, a top 15 talent in the NBA and an all-star talent in the NBA. And so if he wants to be a point guard, right, and he, and he is just hell-bent on being the point guard, you can't necessarily go draft a exclusive point guard. You can draft a guy that can do both, like Kate Cunningham, but an exclusive point guard, I, I worry about the fit there long-term because it, it seems, on all indications, from all fronts, that as it currently sits, SGA really and truly wants to be a long-term point guard in this league, and that's kind of where he's dead set on. So drafting a guy who I don't think can play off ball that well, maybe a Jalen Suggs per se, would not necessarily fit the best with Oklahoma City. Whereas Keon Johnson, who will be better off ball and will he'll thrive off ball in that guard slot, that is a perfect fit because there's no conflict there or even potential conflict there between SGA and maximizing whoever you draft. So I love Keon Johnson in general for the Thunder and in this draft class. Coming up, we'll talk about why the Thunder should and why the Thunder shouldn't take Keon Johnson. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. They have nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and double chocolate as well as salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. My favorite flavor is the peanut butter brownie option with the chocolate on the outside, the peanut butter on the inside, and the brownie tasting flavor inside of that peanut butter. It's phenomenal. It's, it's truly incredible. Try it out today 
at BillPod.com. If you do not know your favorite flavor yet, do not worry. Have no worries whatsoever. It's like that fish that would sing on the wall back in the day. Anyone ever have one of those? My uncle had one. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and then I can't find them anymore. Nonetheless, don't worry. Be happy because you can get a box of Bilt Bars, mixed variety, giving you two of every flavor. Try every flavor, every single one of them, even give one to a friend or a family member, and then reorder the flavors that you love. Spoiler alert, you're going to love every single flavor. So just try to pick the favorite of your children, which, listen, folks, if you're a parent out there, if your kids are listening, ear them up real quick. Hey, cut the crap already, right? We know you have a favorite child. We know you do, all right? You don't got to say you don't have a favorite child. We know you'd have a favorite child. It's fine. It's fine. It's human nature. But you do have a favorite child, just like I have a favorite pill bar flavor, which is peanut butter brownie. Check it out today. Billboard.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. That's 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk now about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action, including baseball, which is in full swing right now. So you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sell the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action as teams prepare for their playoff runs. We're in the thick of things in the NBA playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today. Whenever you sign up right now, today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, folks, whenever you use our promo code locked on. That's our code locked on. Bet online that AG, bet online, you're online. Sportbook experts. When this podcast is over, check out the Locked On Today podcast. I love the Locked On Today podcast because Peter Bukowski, who hosts the show, does a great job taking you around the world of sports in 20 minutes, and you're up to date and you're the sports savant that you want to be by listening to Locked On today. Now let's get back into Keon Johnson. How would he fit with the Thunder and why should the Thunder take him and why shouldn't the Thunder take him? Well, the Thunder should take him because he has incredible upside. I mean, he has immense upside and the Thunder coaching staff is incredible. The Thunder developmental staff is incredible. And so whenever you give them a guy that's so raw and and is so moldable into the the, the type of player you want to be and into an elite player, I trust the Thunder staff to do their job and to develop a guy like Keon Johnson right? So if anyone can squeeze the potential out of Keon Johnson, it will be the Thunder. And if you find a way to allow him to reach his ceiling, he can be a number two or number three option, which if you're not going to land somebody in the top five, that's the best you can hope for right now. And if not, if he does not reach that full ceiling, he'll be a solid starter. He'll be a very solid starter. And I cannot say enough how I view him as the player that's outside the top five that's most likely to become a superstar. Keon Johnson is going to be incredible in this league. Why the Thunder should not take him. I'm not really sure what the argument against Keon Johnson would be for the Thunder, but it could just be as simple as personal preference. I think that in terms of on the court, Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, they're all kind of linked with Keon to where if you like Scotty Barnes and not Keon, I can't call you crazy. I personally think that Scotty Barnes is not going to be a better player than Keon Johnson, but I can see where your thought process led you down that path, right? I can see your mind working, right? If you showed your work, I, I couldn't grade all of it wrong. It's like a math problem. You're showing your work, you get some partial credit for each step you do right. At least that's how it was in my school. Anyway, nothing about math. I hated math. I failed it like five times. Anyway, that was, I should not have said that out loud. Anyway, so if you had Scotty Barnes ahead of Keon Johnson, can't, I can't begrudge you too much. But personally, 
I have Keon Johnson. So that's really where I feel that you could rank Keon Johnson and not draft him for the Thunder if they get pick six because it comes down to personal preference and we're not really sure where Sam Presti lies. I will say of that group, Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, Keon Johnson, Keon Johnson's the biggest boom. He's the biggest boom of anybody and he's the biggest swing of that of that range of player. And we all know Sam Presti loves taking swings. So that could be another plus for why the Thunder should take him. But let me know your thoughts on Keon Johnson. I know a lot of you have a different number six than I do. I'm going to hear who is your number six. And if the Thunder miss out on that coveted top five, who would you want them to take? If it's not Keon Johnson or if it is Keon Johnson, let me know that you agree with me. I love hearing that as well, no matter how seldom it is. Real quick, shout out to Dame Lillard. I mean, unbelievable game against the Denver Nuggets. Seeing it to overtime, out of regulation and into a second overtime with buzzer beaters. It's incredible what he does in the first round of the playoffs. It truly is. I mean, there might not be a better player in the NBA than first round Dame. And I cannot wait for myself personally for the shoes to drop for the first round went over Denver shoes to drop. I'll be getting them and putting them alongside my other Dame collection of shoes that commemorate first round wins. If they're able to come back in this series after Denver is able to win this game after almost having it stolen from them on that phantom Austin Rivers foul. That's been a heck of a series, a very fun, underrated series that kind of just kind of just got past everyone, I think. I think it comes on at weird hours and on NBA TV half the time. So you just kind of forget that it's on, but it's really good basketball. It's really, really good basketball happening over there uh, with Portland and Denver. We'll talk more about the NBA playoffs on tomorrow's show as well as our prospect profile for James Boog Knight. We'll still have our lottery tankathon sims this week and our chat with our draft expert which will happen every single week from now until after the nba draft for 2021 exciting times make sure you follow along anywhere you get your podcast from and on twitter at rylan underscore styles at r-y-l-a-n underscore s-t-i-l-e-s until tomorrow's show be good and be good to one another we'll see you next time on locked on thunder 